when did you fall in love with hip hop? Close out Hip Hop Recognition Month, Def Jam and Double Elvis present the Here Comes the Break soundtrack, an ode to the yesteryears of hip hop when the music and storytelling were one. Experience tracks by artists like Bobby Sessions, Nasty C, Nevea Jolie, Bean Overdoe, and introducing Boston's own Oompa. All in a continuous blend of original music, scenes from the podcast's story, and artist interviews. Listen to the Here Comes the Break soundtrack by Def Jam and Double Elvis on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, or wherever you stream music. And to tell you more about the podcast and its featured artists, here's Jake Brennan, host of Disgraceland. So our new show, Here Comes the Break. Can't talk about Here Comes the Break without first talking about Def Jam. Def Jam, as you probably know, has been a massive force in popular music for almost 40 years now. Ever since Russell Simmons and Rick Rubin decided to create a record label out of a dorm room at NYU back in the 1980s. And we've covered some huge Def Jam legacy artists in Disgraceland episodes, most notably Run DMC and Jay-Z. And it's been really incredible for Double Elvis to collaborate with Def Jam on this hip-hop-inspired podcast. But instead of focusing on legacy artists from Def Jam's stack catalog, here comes the break's host, Asante Black, who you might know from NBC's This Is Us. He uses the narrative of the show to talk with emerging artists, and they debut songs from those artists. On the podcast, on Here Comes the Break, new songs that you can't find anywhere else. The show is super unique in that it combines these real interviews with a fictional narrative told from the point of view of a young podcaster named Ruben, played by Asante Black. Ruben, Rick Ruben, Def Jam, Here Comes the Break, but I digress. At the pulse of this show are these real live interviews. And if you haven't heard it yet, here's a little taste. With so much going on in the world, what role does your music play during the time of revolution? That's crazy because I've been like reflecting on that. It's a Nina Simone interview that she did and she said that as an artist, our job is to reflect the time. And so I've just been pushing. It's difficult because when you start off as a certain type of artist, everyone's just like, are you staying this lane, staying this lane? But when you start seeing your people and your black women and black men dealing with so many things, you start kind of getting that revolutionary strike going on. And so it's just been forcing me to more so speak about what I've dealt with as an African-American artist. You know, sometimes you can't just release a record when you want to. So I've just been kind of hammering people on the head like, this isn't right. Mm. Aggressive, I guess you can say. I've been a really aggressive artist. This is not only their problem, it's my problem too. You're from South Central, yeah? How has that influenced you as an artist? I appreciate my experience. Kind of like molded me as a woman and as a human. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of darkness, death. You know, just I can go down the list, but it helps me. I guess it helps me be strong and sensitive at the same time. And creativity, like, it's so much art. I know sometimes I'll just drive down to the hood and I, like, I'm in the hood all the time and I'm shopping, slossing and everything and that's where all the art comes from. It doesn't come from being in Beverly Hills and being in fucking Santa Monica and all these things. It's like the art's where the people are. I have, I also remember all the grinding and so sometimes I'm just like, I deserve this, I deserve this, I deserve this, I created this, I made this. But what I've been noticing now as a young woman is that I'm not over it. And so because I dealt with so many traumatic experiences like throughout my career and so the thing that's helping me let it go is all right create the music talk your feelings out and then you have to let it go or else I'm not going to be able to evolve into that next person if I keep holding on to all the trauma 
And so I, I think that's how the background is starting to shape me. It's just I'm starting to process, yo, dude, you're not always okay. And this shit was fucked up and you got to release. And so that's what it's doing. I, I don't make music and it's, it might sound crazy. It's like I don't really make music. To, I wanted to help people, but I'm doing it because this is my only sense of therapy at itself. I can't talk to someone about it because no one gets it. If I make the music, for some reason, that's the only way I can heal. What advice would you give to emerging artists just getting started who want to sign to a label? I mean, I guess the best advice would be you got to be patient. You know, this is a new generation. I'm in my 20s, and so we want shit expeditiously, like instant coffee. Be patient. Have intuition about the situation. There's going to be times where everyone is wrong, and you're the right one. And you're going to have to speak up for yourself and just be like, no, nah, man, like that's not what the hell I want to do. But you also have to continue to be humble because... You know, don't shoot yourself in the foot because your label, they're all working for you, not against you. So I don't mean to start off too serious, but in learning your backstory, I learned that when you were young, your mom was in prison. Yeah. And you and your siblings were left to survive on your own until thankfully a relative stepped in to support you. <laughs> yeah. How old are you now? I'm 24. And that happened when you were a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, I was about, I want to say maybe about 13 or 12 or 14 maybe. I don't want to make assumptions, but now that you're an adult and you're pursuing your own dreams as a music artist, what would you say contributed from that experience to what type of person you are now because of it? I mean, honestly, I feel like I feel like the main thing it made me is just like it made me really strong because I feel like I tell my story to people and they're like not amazed, but they're just like really like, wow, like you went through that. But to me, it's kind of normal. I feel like it's like yeah, like that's, is that bad? And I just feel like it made me strong because if, if I look at that, like, oh, that's, yeah, it's, it's nothing. Yeah, I just feel like it made me like a really strong person. Like the way I look at things, the way I handle certain situations, the way I react, I just feel like it, it definitely toughened me up. You know, I'm just a simple person. I like the simple things. I'm just like a cool, chill person. You know, when I think of Florida, I don't think of Tampa as far as like artists is concerned. I know there are artists out there, but my mind goes first to say Miami. So talk about what the music scene is like in Tampa. It's kind of like a love-hate relationship, you know. <laughs> How so? It's kind of like a love-hate relationship. If you ask 10 different rappers, you're going to get 10 different answers here in Tampa because, you know, certain people are on, on different levels than other people, so they feel like favoritism and stuff like that. When you build your fan base to what they like from you, that makes the fan. So, I mean, we don't really have a specific sound right now, but we got a few artists that sign, and we got a few artists doing their thing majorly too, so, you know. Yeah, like listening to your music. And and also I went back and like Rick Ross has his own sound. Ace Hood, who's from Florida too, has his own sound. Trick Daddy. So that's interesting that you said that. Bigger picture. Can you talk about being signed to a major label and how has that transition? What was that transition like for you? I mean, it was pretty easy because I always kind of like cared myself like I was important anyway before I was signed. So it's like, it's just like a, a label now. I'm actually signed, so you know, I have a reason not to go to the club all the time and stuff now. Help me save more money in the long run. <laughs> How did you develop your fan base? Instagram. Instagram? Instagram is the most amazing thing that God ever created. <laughs> and do you feel like you're connected to your fans that way? Do you read comments? Do you respond back to comments? Oh yeah, I clap back on the regular. Like, if you say something to me, I'm a screenshot, go on your page, 
get one of your ugly pictures and post it so the world can see that this is the person that was talking shit about me. All right, that is a little taste of our new show, Here Comes the Break. Please check it out. You can find it anywhere you get podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple, Spotify. Go out there and get it. You definitely want to check the show out. Awesome sound design, awesome storytelling. You're going to dig it.